Hello, listeners. My name is Alex Birchnell, the co-host to QCFV's podcast. Wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded in October of 2020. We have kept it in the archives and are using it as a lead up to season two. So enjoy the episode and be advised. I'll see you in the show. quick I wanted to thank our Patreon sponsors because without them this channel wouldn't be possible our binder and gaff giveaways wouldn't be possible and so many other resources that we're able to provide free to the general public would not be possible so with that being said I want to thank Michael Rebecca Bash Jamie Debbie August and Megan Uh, With your financial backing, we are able to keep growing and helping more and more people know that they are loved and they are fully included in the body of Christ. They are not sinners. They are nothing but normal human individuals just like everybody else and they deserve a piece of that pie. So thank you very much. And for those that would like to help support everything that we do here at QCFV, check out uh, the website patreon.com slash QCFV. There you can support the show in three different levels. Uh, You have $1, $5, and $10 a month that you can pledge. With each level, you get different perks. At level one, you get daily stories as well as some other electronic gifts and goodies. Uh, At level five, you get mailers, uh, which can include some stickers uh, that can include uh, everything from level one as well. And you get uh, some behind the scenes stuff, uh, various things. And then you have level 10, which will get you better stuff mailer wise, as well as some other perks and goodies. So check that out, patreon.com slash QCFV. And if you can't support us financially, be sure to share every episode that we put out. Um, Bring on your friends, family, your dog. I don't care. (laughs) Make an account for him. Um, And uh, share all of our posts on social media. And be sure to subscribe to our blog. And you can do that by going to queerchristianfamilyvalues.com. Click on the section that says blog. And then it will have a little form for you to fill out. And that way you will stay in the know on everything that is QCFE and all the other projects we're doing. So with that, let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Christian Family Values Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Birchnell, and I have two guests with us today from the Believer app. Um, I will let them introduce themselves, and we're going to start talking about what the app is and future and all that fun stuff for it. So whichever one of you guys wants to go first. Uh, I normally go first. Um, So hey, everybody. My name is Adam. I am the uh, co-founder and CEO of Believer, a gay Christian app. Yeah, my name is Brandon. I am also a co-founder, content director, and the best friend um, when it comes to Believer. Excellent. Well, I do appreciate you both for um, coming on because 
I know that we've we've tried uh, trying to work it out and just I think with the quarantine, COVID, and just honestly life in general, it's just been a little nuts. So we get it. <laughs> if yeah, anybody no understands, we understand. No worries. Yeah, we're kind of drowning. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I understand that. Okay, I don't feel so bad. Yeah. Um, so for those that. Uh, of our listeners that aren't quite familiar with what Believer is, do you, one of you want to kind of go into, so what the, the general idea of it is, the app, and just the ins and outs of what it's going to be? Sure. Um, I can kind of talk through it and Brandon can add color. Is kind of how, sure. okay, works. <laughs> how it always works. Basically, I explain it and Brandon's <laughs> like, actually what Adam meant is this. Um, so uh, Believer actually started out about two years ago um, as a gay Christian dating app or an LGBTQ plus Christian dating app. Um, okay. It came out of an idea with Brandon and I. Um, so Brandon and I have been best friends um, for a while. Uh, we were friends in, in middle school or no, sorry, high school. And then uh, our friendship kind of fell apart and then we actually came back together uh, when we when we came out at the same month randomly that we did not know about uh, and then we reconnected um, which was a ton of fun so anyways um, our friendship blossomed and part of that was scheming about believer um, in actually in Thailand in Cambodia <laughs> um, and so we were in Thailand Cambodia scheming about believer and then um, we went to QCF which is a queer Christian uh, conference that one yeah okay gotcha mm-hmm. Uh, we went to that conference. Uh, it's Q does not stand for queer. It's just Q Christian Fellowship. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I used for- to be called the Gay Christian Network. Yeah, thank you. Thank mm. you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I That's when we started going with Gay Christian Network, and then it changed like literally the next year. Wasn't so. that like founded by like Justin Lee mm-hmm. or something? Like, okay, cool. Yep, I know yep. what you're talking about then. So we went to the Chicago one, right, Brandon? Our first one was Denver, uh, but we went kind of just like for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and then the Chicago one was more of believer hey we have this idea for believer yeah. let's go here let's have a booth let's see what the reception yeah. is of it. So. um yeah so we did that um and that the reception was insane like we got a thousand people signed up the first like weekend which was nuts oh wow um <laughs> ton of people came to the booth and were like we're so excited which was really cool and exciting <laughs> um which i was like cool so it kind of came like honestly that was like mvp should we do this or not <laughs> um like there you go if people didn't like it then we'd be like okay cool sorry bye but they actually liked it so i was really cool. <laughs> um and so we started building the app and then um with plan was to launch actually pre-pandemic um, but then the pandemic hit and everything else um and then so we started to kind of reevaluate and figure out how we're gonna do this um and then through the pandemic we basically decided to kind of pivot um and decided to instead of just focus purely on dating actually focus more on community and have dating just be an aspect of it um and a big portion of that was because we just saw through the need of the community of like people need community and especially LGBTQ mm-hmm. Christian community. Um, that's really, really important to see other people like us, right? Like other gay Christians um, that it is possible. Um, and so we started doing these uh, regular kind of weekly meetups, um, which have been super, super cool. It's Wednesday nights, 6 PM Pacific standard time, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is like, think of it as like a small group slash Bible study slash talk slash whatever. Um, we started doing that. Sure. So it's been really, really fun, super fun. Um, and then, yeah, the app is going to launch hopefully here in the next probably couple of weeks, which is kind of crazy. So yeah, Brady, what did I miss? Um, it, I'm filling in the blanks in my head. Uh, ultimately, Believer exists because um, Adam and I were like, uh, we would like partners. Yes, please. Uh-huh. And it's tricky. Uh, like we'd go dating on Tinder and Bumble and all the other ones. And we would just be like, 
as soon as you talk about your faith with LGBTQ people, because the church has done some damage to the LGBTQ mm. community, actually quite a bit. Um, I mean, it immediately changed the conversation. And um, so we were kind of like, we would want p- people who share our faith as partners so that we can talk about like, hey, I want to pray through this decision to go here, or I want to do that. Like our faith is very important to us, but where do we find that? And kind of thing that pushed us over is the year before at KCF, we were kind of expecting like, man, if it was going to be somewhere, like an app or something like that, it would be here. And when we showed up and it wasn't there, I'm over here being like, oh, well, that stinks. Adam's like, yeah. I'm going to build it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so that's how that happened. And then, yeah, I was going to pivot to community and then Adam address at the end. So it is an LGBTQ app um not explicitly dating dating is a huge portion like it is a key factor but there there are three major features to the application one is our values values based matching experience so our whole idea is you take a quick quiz figure out what your values are and then we match with people who have similar values to you um the other thing is a dashboard where we're curating content that is uh, specifically geared towards lgbtq christians whether that is podcasts books um churches, uh, lots of different options are for We're essentially curating um, things that are um, going to be helpful to our community. And then the last thing is community spaces where people can connect, chatting with people. The uh, original idea was like old school AOL AIM, if you remember that. Uh, yeah. Like chat yeah. Room. We're basically my age and stuff. So, gosh, I think that was the first time that I ever was like figuring out my sexuality, like in the shadows. Um, (laughs) Was like asking people all the questions. So, uh, kind of taking that mixed with Slack, and then kind of creating this space where people can communicate with each other um, and just dialogue um, and have that space. And then there'll be multiple community spaces eventually. Right now, we just have one when we first launch. But the idea mm-hmm. is we'll have different like spaces, so, like side B space and like location space by region. Um, and then like uh, uh, interest-based like spaces. So d- these different spaces that people can dialogue with all their LGBTQ Christians. That is really cool. <laughs> I'm glad that you are um, focusing on community because like I'm married and the at first when I saw the app, I wasn't as interested just because it it was it felt like it was just about dating and this was like months and months ago um but now that there's like a community aspect i'm like way more interested and um like so we have a discord and um that's what most people thought it was was just a dating app and then i'm like oh no they've added community aspects to it and they're like oh interesting um and then the fact of like the dashboard that you mentioned about you know like having like showcasing other creators that are making content that's relevant, um, I feel like it's going to make your, I guess, user base like significantly more <laughs> than than what it was. Um, so like we hope so. When, right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. That was the intention. <laughs> right. Um, like when when you say like the the value matching, um, does that also work for like friendships as well, like connections, or is it just on the dating side for the value connections? Yeah, yeah, so we call um, that section connections. We actually don't call it like dating or matching or anything like that. We oh, okay. Intentionally say connection and not like dating. It's not like Tinder or anything like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's we specifically use the wording connections. So however mm-hmm. you want to interpret that, if you want to interpret that friends, um, however, kind of your the the thing and intention behind um, believer, which we've um the 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 weird kind of space that we have to to go in between is like the liberal side of being an lgbt plus christian right and a little bit more conservative side of being an lgbt sure. christian right mm-hmm. so there's even within like being an lgbt christian there's like a spectrum which is kind of interesting mm-hmm. um and so we try to 
balance that space as much as we can by using the word connection, um, because that can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. And we like the fact that it can mean a lot of things to a lot of different yeah, people. Sure. That can mean connection as a friend, that can mean connection as a partner, um, kind of whatever you want. I like that. Um, yeah, because I mean, I didn't know if that was like connect. Are, like, well, okay, here's another question. Um, whenever you have a bunch of connections, is it kind of like, like Facebook where you can kind of like, are you able to post to your own wall? Is, or is it more of just private messaging? Or do you have to join a certain community to really interact with multiple people at once? Yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah. go for it, Brandon. So um, within the connection space, it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one experience. So everyone will create their value space. And we initially start uh, pushing profiles, well, I guess you could say curating profiles that are a high percentage match for the values. Um, so, um, and then again, like Adam said, whatever connection looks like for you, we want the app to be used for that within that space specifically for one-on-one. -on -one. For multiple, that's going to be the community spaces. That's where you can have a dialogue with, with lots of people, um, whoever's online at the time, um, those types of things. So, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So you, you both kind of touched on, um, you know, how you both are within the LGBT community. Do you feel comfortable talking about that personal aspect and then maybe how it played a role in your Christian faith? Cause you did talk in the beginning, how it is very important to you. Um, like how did that impact? Like what, what did that journey look like for you? Obviously I think the reason that creating this space was important to us is that in both of our journeys, these identities kind, not kind of, they were at war with one another. Um, so growing up for me, um, I would hear things like watching a movie and it would be a movie with plenty of sex, violence, I like language. And then there'd mm -hmm. be a gay couple and they would kiss. And then my dad would be like, and my mom would also be frustrated, but my dad more so would be like, oh, such a good film. And then they had to ruin it with that. So like, that's the type of like space I was, I was raised in. Um, I grew up, come from a non-denominational charismatic evangelical space. Okay. Um, the church that I grew up at, the pastor got removed, not only from the, the, the church, but the state because he paid a um, male masseur to uh, have sex. Um, uh -oh. and so it all came out. Um, Fred and, and I so both like, went to this church. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always forget that because I was so, I was like deep in this church, like volunteering every week, part of it, like my mom was on staff there, all mm -hmm. that stuff. And then like Adam attended on Sundays. I'm like, wait, you could just attend on Sundays? I didn't, yes, I'm like, a normal, like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, I go, I go to a, a charismatic, uh, non-denominational, but Pentecostal style church. It's affirming, but oh, I understand nice. I live here. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly, that was me. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I love that space. Even though it was a mega church, it felt very much so like home. Like I created family there. Um, it just never felt like my sexual identity could ever be affirmed because of one, my family, but then two, like how the church responded to this, this man uh, yeah. who was our head pastor. Um, and then went off to Bible school. That was never okay. Um, one of my roommates was gay and he got kicked out. Um, and so... Mm -hmm. There's just, so like, it was always feeling like I can never just serve to minister as a youth pastor for a couple of years, was a missionary with YWAM for a year. Um, and it just was never a space that I, I felt comfortable with. That I, and then I would say that I had an existential crisis and then my sexuality came more to the foreground and I had to work through it. And then mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, was not planning on it, but fell in love. And that's really what forced me to 
rectify my faith and sexuality. And so, um, and then I was really grateful he, he moved away. And so it created some space like where we broke up and I could figure this out for myself. I think it finally came to a head at the age of 25. I'm 30 now. Actually, no, more than that. It came to a head at the age of 20, I would say six or seven, actually. Sure. Um, and so where I was just like, I can't keep oscillating between these two. I feel like I compartmentalized. And so like yes. I would come over here and whether that was, you know, when I was younger, like, looking at gay porn or something like that because i'm just like ah and then or um and then hiding that part of me um or like going on dates and hiding that part of me like once i got old enough and then go to church and then so i i couldn't i i knew i it was not sustainable to live these separate identities and put them in i needed to synthesize this them and so that came around like 27 28 uh so like two years ago, um, QCF was a huge part portion of that. Like being in there, they have these virtual rooms. I could chat with mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Reading books was a huge part of that. Um, the reason Adam and I became good friends again is that we processed together. So it's yeah. like, what the heck do we do? <laughs> who, who do we talk to? Um, and so like, uh, we trauma bonded, um, and we became even closer of friends. Um, and I would say, yeah, it's just been huge in the it, i've moved from a space of i have no idea how these things are going to fit mm. to intentionally having conversations with friends and family of like they do fit here's why here's information here's books mm -hmm. here's like talks on how these fit and how like jesus is for me so um yeah, yeah I, it feels less i think even rewind even a year ago stepping into those conversations could be feel a little bit panicky where i'm just like i don't want to have to defend this ah. um but there's just very much like a settling and uh not not settling and like oh, i'm settling for this like a settling in myself where there's not this franticness there's contentment there's love there's acceptance um but it was um it was a three decade um process for me so that's what oh, mine yeah. looks like i understand <laughs> Great. My, my turn now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I, uh, similar kind of background of Brandon, we actually, uh, Brandon and I went to high school together at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it was a private Christian school. Yeah. In Colorado Springs. Ah, Y'all were deep. <laughs> oh, real deep. Colorado Springs is like, Colorado Springs is, uh, I call it the Christian Mecca of the world because you have folks yeah. in the families there. You have the navigators. You basically have every large Christian ministry has a headquarter base in Colorado Springs. And it's also has what six military bases four military bases oh yikes <laughs> um hold on air force academy carson shriver uh peterson uh mount cheyenne five yeah, yeah. yeah five. five so five. there's a there it cause me is a very interesting dynamic right and yep. uh brandon and i both kind of grew up there um so my uh my kind of journey to that was we both um, or I went to a, uh, um, evangelical church, um, grew up there, similar experience to Brandon where that guy came out, um, where the pastor, um, kind of came out and was, uh, disowned, which is super sad, um, that that yeah. whole experience happened and, um, heart breaks for him, uh, at times. Uh, my experience though was a little bit different because my dad actually came out as gay. Um, oh, wow. when okay. I was 16. Um, so when I was 16, my dad came out, uh, which really shocked and kind of, uh, tore the family apart to some extent um, because my dad mm -hmm. um, then kind of went off and did his own thing. Um, and, and, it, and so my experience with being gay was always like um, being the disappointment of the family um, because my dad uh. kind of painted that picture of like he left, um, he got kind of drugs and alcohol again and a bunch of other kind of stuff. And so like my experience with being gay was always like, 
if you're gay, you're gonna, you know, be a part of the hookup scene and and yeah. mm-hmm. you're gonna uh, do a bunch of drugs and you know, just <laughs> blah, 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 you're gonna become a co core. And I'm like, what? That's not what I want. Um, and so that was always my experience of like what I had. Yeah. Um, and then because I was a good Christian, I went to a, a conservative Christian college called Bethel University. What's up, Bethel? Um, oh, no. <laughs> in Minnesota, um, St. Paul, Minnesota. And there I went to a four-year program. Um, and if you're in conservative Christianity, you know about uh, John Piper and his church, Bethel Baptist. Um, hmm. So I went to his church. I was heavily, heavily involved with the um, uh, college ministry there. Um, and that's okay. uh, where... I heard the term same-sex attraction, um, which mm. is a term that I despise currently because it makes it sound like we have a disease. And I'm like, nope, not a disease. Stop it. Um, and so that's yep. – yeah, yeah, I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's where, like, uh, they fought hard against my sexuality. Um, and it was a lot of um, – it was a lot of uh, like conversion therapy for a while, uh, yeah. for a good like six months to a year. Um, and I didn't, it's funny, I, I didn't really know that it was conversion therapy until I look back and being like, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> um, like- yeah, I was like, oh, I was just going to therapy. It was just normal therapy. And I was like, oh, wait, he didn't have a license. And he was trying to get rid of like me being gay. And like all that we did was talk about same-sex attraction and how to yeah. stop that. And I remember one time, oh, this is a tangent, pretty good story. I remember, no, one, go for it. <laughs> I remember one time he was like, so have you tried looking at straight porn? Like you should just look at straight porn instead of gay porn. Like you should just ingest all the straight porn that you can and that will turn you straight. And I was like, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> no. Like isn't, like that's the thing, like isn't the whole platform of like the super conservative evangelical, not even just evangelical, but they're like all against porn, yet I've heard a lot of conversion therapists want to encourage gay people to go and watch straight porn. And I'm yeah. like, well, that don't make sense. Yeah, I've heard it's it, yeah. The dichot the the dichotomous in general of that whole sect of Christianity is just interesting. Yeah. Um, so anyways, <laughs> I was involved in uh in that in that for a while. Um I was then um went off to college, uh, or I was graduated college and still uh, continued in that church um and then a couple years later um a part of like just growing up a lot of my friends moved away and i was kind of figuring out my identity what i wanted um a opportunity at my job came up and they're like hey do you want to move out to san francisco and i was like yes i would like that i need to change. <laughs> get me out of here <laughs> yep. uh and so i ended up moving out uh to san francisco uh and that's really where like um i i was on my own for the first time and so i was able to explore my own sexuality um and explore myself and and that's where i fell in love and um, I started dating and, and kind of, uh, came out to my family, uh, first. And then six months later, it came out to the world. Um, and then I, uh, was effectively removed from membership or kicked out of the church, um, for being gay. Oh, lovely. Yep. Um, and then Brandon and I became really good friends <laughs> through that entire process of like, I'm like, I'm losing everything. All of my, all of it's gone. All of it's gone. Everyone <laughs> hates me. Um, yep. and so then we continued on and then, uh, now I'm here where I'm, a I, I, so my, my journey was interesting because I've come to the point where I'm like, I thank God that I'm gay. Like, I think my, my homosexuality and me being gay is, is a blessing. Um, and not full circle. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a huge journey, but I'm, I'm thankful uh, to where I'm at. I'm thankful to be gay. That's wonderful. I appreciate both, um, kind of sharing that. I know that it can 
depending on the place that you're at, it can definitely be a very sensitive and hard topic to talk about. Um, anybody that, even if you've had like the most affirming, like, uh, experience there can be painful aspects to coming out whether it's with family or just society in general and the whole like uh the same sex attracted thing like i when i first started instagram as really just a way to document my journey for QC, like qcfe was literally just me like a, a diary in a sense and it blossomed <laughs> um but i started getting people like tagging me in it was SSA or same sex attraction stuff. And I was like, Oh, they're affirming. <laughs> um, and then they would want to like talk about stuff. And then they like, even if you gave them all of the information in the world, like they just wanted to like yell. So now anytime I see anything with that, I immediately nine times out of 10, you're probably going to get blocked just because it's like, I've never experienced aspects where people actually want to have a conversation. It was more of just like a, Oh, you just want to yell at me. I don't, I don't feel like that today. So no. that was a side note, but you don't um, like getting jumped by conservatives. We love it. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much uh, the only other thing that I had on our list to talk about was kind of like, what is the next step for the believer app? Like, like, what are your launch dates? Like, what are you guys trying to do right now that's important um, for you to be able to get to your next step? Uh, good question. So, yeah, that's a great question. Um, we are planning on launching here. So, uh, today is October 10th. We're planning on launching sometime uh, the first week of November. Um, cool. We have had some issues over the past couple of weeks. Um, some of our developers actually have been uh, gotten sick, um, which is kind of oh. like tie lines. Um, so we're praying for them and their health um, and that they would continue to move forward there. Um, and so with that, yeah, we're planning on hopefully launching, kind of doing a soft beta is what we're calling it. So we're doing a public beta basically in November and then we'll do like an official launch in December. The reason for that is because um, the U.S. I've heard there's this thing called elections. It's kind of a big deal. It dominates a lot of the conversations happening currently, um, media, oh. commercials. And so we're like, I, we both were like, if we launched in November, like a public launch in November, it just would not go well. Um, and so the plan is to do it in December as a Christmas gift for everyone. Um, there you go. Yeah. And so right now the plan is to launch. That's the biggest thing. Uh, and then after that, we'll be launching in other countries. Um, so the first thing is the launch in the United States. Um, and then shortly after that is basically other English speaking countries. Um, and then can kind of continue the rollout uh, and then continue to add features. Um, so one of the things that we're like trying to figure out right now is uh, the weekly meetup that we do on Wednesdays has been fairly successful and people really, really like it. And so we're trying mm -hmm. to figure out how do we replicate that experience, but in the app, um, so it's, it's basically what it is on Wednesdays from six to seven, we do like virtual, uh, like small group rooms. So we have topic and then like we break everybody up into small groups and they talk um, about the topic. And that's been like incredibly successful for us. Um, and really created like this really cool community of people that continue to come on a regular basis. Um, that's and so awesome. like, how do we build that in the app? Um, cause that's yeah. not, uh, like zoom is perfect for that. Cause you have the breakout rooms or whatever else, but like, how do you do that on an app and start kind of thinking and, and strategizing on how to do that? Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the next kind of steps. Um, we're really excited to launch. I mean, it'll be almost two years to the date of, or no, three years, two years, Brandon, how many years? 
It'll it come January, like where we had the booth at QCF, it'll be two years. Yeah. Where can people, like if they want to get involved or want to follow or whatever, like what is the places that people need to go to check you guys out? Yeah. Um, so it's just Believer app. So, or Believer app, excuse me. Um, so B-E-L-I-E-V-R, no E-R because we're hip and cool. Um, and then <laughs> app at the end. Um, and it's all one word and we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on TikTok, we're on Facebook. All the things. Uh, all the things. And then you can always email us. We respond to literally every single email. Um, it's hello at believer.app. Um, so hello at believer.app. Um, and our website is just believer.app. Um, and it's not believer.com, believer.app. Can you say app again? App. So I do want to say, you know, seriously, I'm, I'm grateful that you guys were even willing to sit down and just talk. And I really Absolutely. do look forward to seeing like where this goes, because I think it's needed. Um, something where it's like a solid community and app. People are all about apps anyway. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we are, we too. are too, but yeah, yeah I, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. We're very biased. We're looking forward to it. I mean, hashtag husband hunting YOLO. Like, let's go people. And also just like, you know, it, it's a hustle. It's been a hustle. So it'd be Seriously. nice to see the fruit of our labor. <laughs> Seriously. If we could both like get our, husbands out of this, oh, praises. <laughs> so like listeners would be like, yeah, like if you're interested, you know, just. <laughs> oh, 100%. My DMs are open. Like, let's go. Like Instagram, Adam <laughs> Evers, my name. Come on, Brandon, what's yours? Flan Brand. Flan Brand. No. Sounds like a cereal. <laughs> just think of an old person cereal and you are on the right track. Flan Brand everywhere. Which just is kind hard of like your just... personality. That's actually what you're saying. Yeah, I'm an old person trapped in a 30-year-old body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes, honest, so. <laughs> like, sometimes you bite into me and then I bite back. Thank you for listening to this episode of Queer Christian Family Values Podcast. If you would like to stay up to date with all the fun things that we're doing, then check out our website, uh, queerchristianfamilyvalues.com, or you can follow us on all of the social media such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope you enjoy uh, this episode, and if you have any suggestions or if you have questions or just want to leave a comment to talk, uh, please do so at all of our social medias as well as sending an email, which is queerchristianfamilyvalues at gmail.com. And with that, thanks for listening.